0: Today is Wednesday, June 10th, 2020, and no, your eyes are not deceiving you. I did not misspell or copy and paste, well, I kind of did. But, yes, the MLS is back. That is why the title of this episode is is that we're going to get into that in a second? But welcome to another episode here of the Sports Talk Podcast. I'm your host, Adam Zucala, and I'm back here on Wednesday. I didn't do anything on Monday uh, simply because I woke up on Monday and I looked at kind of well, what's what's around, and there wasn't really a lot of uh, you know news per se on you know on you know there wasn't a lot of news that was out there. Uh, probably enough to make an episode. So I said, you know what? We'll come back on Wednesday and later. Uh, and and honestly, I, I, I had an episode planned. I, I kind of wrote down what I wanted to do last night, kind of loosely, of what my script would look like. I wake up this morning and I had my main topic literally handed to me uh, by God. I wake up and I see the MLS is back. So that's going to be our main topic today. We're going to get through how are they going to do it and what are they going to do and where they're going to do and all this all that, and when? When's it gonna happen? You're gonna be pretty excited about when, because that's a big part there. Then, our next topic, we're gonna talk about the MLB and how <laughs> how their ping pong match is going with the Players Association. Uh, <laughs> we're gonna get into. <laughs> oh boy, that's gonna just that's just gonna be a good segment all all like at all. Uh, then then we're gonna talk about the NHL and how they open up their phase two. How the teams are back at. Training camp, or not training camp, they're, they're allowed to go on ice uh, with a few of the players, but keep their distance and all this and all that, you know. And then finally, we'll talk about the NFL. And they they, they sent out a memo to all the teams, uh, which is like basically a planner of how the completion of reopening all the facilities will happen. So we'll get into that. And there's also, as well, I forgot to mention in the NHL segment, we'll talk about the Bill Masterton Award, and who I think has probably the one of the best shots at winning this award. So, we'll get into that as well. So, why not? Let, hey, we got a nice Wednesday. We we got a nice... The MLS is coming back. We got a nice episode coming up here. Uh, so, let's get right into it right now. Alright, so like I said, off the bat of this episode, I said the title of this is The MLS is Back. And it's funny because the last episode I did on Friday, it was The NBA M- is Back. Uh, but yes, the MLS is coming back. And they're returning on July 8th. Less than a month from now, we'll see the first North American Sports League playing games. Uh, So let's get right into it. So the Major League Soccer will return to action on July 8th, like I said, less than a month away, with a World Cup-style tournament that will run through August 11th in the Orlando area. We're going to get to where that is in the Orlando area. All 26 teams will take part in the MLS is back tournament at the ESPN Wild World Sports Complex at Walt Disney World in Florida. The 54-match MLS tournament, which will be played before empty stands, marks a resumption to the league's 25th season, which was halted on March 12th after two rounds, two two games basically, uh, due to COVID-19. When we first put together the tournament concept at Disney World, we just were very uncertain about when we'd be able to return to our stadiums in our home market and thought, why don't we get them all together get get our teams 26 of them uh or 26 together in one neutral site to play games every day get our players back on the field for our fans commissioner don garber said in a recorded video but very importantly doing it with games uh of consequence so so a total prize pool of 1.1 million US uh, dollars all of this is our best foot all of this is our best foot forward to do what we can in an exciting compelling and meaningful way to return to play for 2020 garber said disney has the infrastructure to host nearly 2,000 players and staff expected at the tournament uh obviously we, we we looked up that they have around they have in the just the disney area including their hotels they have 33,000 rooms uh to hold all these players obviously that is all of them i don't believe they would want to stay at the all-star sports resort because that's just you know, that's, uh I think, I forget what type of re- hotel they call that at Disney World, but they'll probably have, like, deluxe. Like, I'm talking about Fort Wilderness is kind of nice. contemporaries is nice. Grand, Grand Floridian, nice. If they're staying at the All-Star Sports, All-Star Movie, or, or whatever the movies, the Art of Animation, oh, come on. I would love to see my man, Josie outdoor walk out, have photos taken of him walking out of the All Art of Animation Resort. That would just be funny to me. Anyways, let's continue. The hope is the league, once the Florida tournament is completed, can continue the regular season with a revised schedule in home markets. The league says details of the new schedule will come later, as well whether teams will play clubs from another conference. So yes, so so obviously, like I said, their season halt was was stopped after the first two weeks, and it obviously with this tournament, it didn't seem like they wanted to just continue the season. Um, you know, at Disney, they they just say let's have some fun with it. You know, NHL is going with this 24 team playoff format. Uh, NBA is going with, you know, this 22 team return, but you know, they still have a, they play eight games and then, and we all know the rest of that. So let's make it interesting for our fans too. And let's just make a tournament just for fun. We'll get into what, what, what comes out of this tournament soon. The July 8th tournament uh, start comes after midway point of the original schedule. Uh, like, TFC, for, a re- for an example, would have played 22 of his 34 regular season games under its original schedule by then, while a number would have been 20 for Montreal and 21 for Vancouver. Players uh, will be tested before leaving Orlando and upon arrival with clubs traveling by charter. So this is my question. Do they mean charter just by like a Greyhound bus or will they have Disney with their little, little magical magical express thing? Will that What will, what will that entail, you know? Um, so we'll see, we'll see how that goes. Players, staff, and officials will be tested every other day during their first two weeks in Florida. They will be tested regular, regularly, regularly uh, after that, including the day before each match. If an, an individual tests positive as a part of routine testing, they'll be isolated with uh, contact tracing undertaken. And yeah, group. So there you go. That's, that's what happens. So, so for all those that were wondering, there you go. Groups They. Group stage matches in Florida in the Florida competition will count for for the regular season standings and the tournament winner. Regardless whether it's an American or Canadian club, they will earn a spot in the 2021 Scotiabank Concacaf Champions League. So, so this still kind of has a meaning to it. This isn't like a, oh you know um, we're just playing just to play soccer. This still has somewhat of a meaning. Like like the like the uh, commissioner said, he wanted to have it. They wanted to, you know, be exciting, compelling, and meaningful. Uh, they want to have that as, like, in their return. So, this is what it means by being meaningful. So, the winner will actually earn a spot in the in, like, the Champions League tournament that they do with the best clubs in each each uh, league. So that's that's pretty neat. Oh, so let's get into more of that. Basically, so the winner will take the Champions League spot as usual, uh, awarded to the uh, MLS regular season points leader in the conference opposite of the 2020 supporter shield winner. That means Canada could get two berths in the CONCACAF Champions League if a Canadian team wins this tournament. Uh if t- the Canadian championship winner will also qualify. So that means uh you know cuz um uh, if you guys don't under if you guys don't know about this uh it's like how every country has their own, you know, country tournament and the winner of that moves on into you know that area's uh you know soccer federation um tournament or uh, you know Champions League tournament like it says here so Canada has every Canadian team even that's so that's MLS and i think that's usually mostly just MLS the USL teams and now i think the CPL was involved the Canadian Premier League so all those teams will play in a tournament and whichever one gets moved on into the champion and uh, the CONCACAF Champions League. So what they're saying here is, if a C- Canadian teams, let's go with Vancouver for God, let's just go with Vancouver. They win the Champions League, and then Toronto wins the uh, the the Canadian Championship, then those two teams will be in this CONCACAF Champions League. I know our I know our players and coaches are excited to get back to what they love and the what they love the most, and will be playing to win the tournament and earn a spot in next year's CONCACAF Champions League. Uh, Toronto FC President Bill Manning said in a statement. Obviously, we're facing a unique set of challenges as we return to play, but we are confident that the league has put together a plan that has made safety the number one priority. So clubs will begin arriving in Orlando as early as June 24th. Today is June 10th when I'm recording this. That is 14 days uh, for preseason training. So obviously they have they did their individual workouts then they did the group workouts and now just this past last week they're allowed to go into group training. So this will mean that when they arrive in the F- F- Florida they'll be, they'll be allowed to do they'll allowed to continue that team training. And for maybe some of the teams teams in cities who have not been allowed to, they'll, allow, they'll 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 finally be able to start their team training. Um teams will play in three groups the stage matches across 16 days. The top two in each of the six groups, along with the four best third-place finishers, will then move on into the knockout stage, which will include around the 16, quarterfinal, semifinal, and final games. Will begin at 9 a.m. No, this ain't right. Come on now. Games will begin at 9 a.m. No, no, that's a, that's a that's a miss that's a miss typo here. Because how do you go from 9 a.m. to 8 p.m. But how do you go from 9 to 8? Hold on here. What? So okay, hold on, hold, slow down. So games will begin at 9 a.m., 8 p.m. and then 10 30 p.m. Eastern time, with most taking place in the evening. But that, that doesn't make sense. We'll probably get more of a, you know, once the schedule comes out and everything, we'll get more clear view of that. Um so I, that's actually confusing to me for some reason. Uh a draw to determine the groups will be held this Thursday. So tomorrow, there will we'll know who the groups are, and then I think after we know who the groups are. Obviously, they'll, they'll make a schedule. Orlando City FC, which is basically the home club, I guess, for this tournament since they're just outside of Orlando, will be the top seed in Group A, which will feature six teams, and, op- and they'll open play, like I said, on July 8th. The other five seeds are the four semifinals from the 2019 playoffs, which will be Toronto FC, Atlanta United, uh, LAFC and the Seattle Sounders, plus Real Salt Lake, the team with the next highest points total in the Western Conference from the 2019 season uh, because Orlando is in the East and they're, they're being involved. The draw will assign the remaining non-suited 20 clubs to groups depending on the conference. The Eastern Conference, which will become home to, to Nashville FC for the remainder of the 2020 season, will have three groups, one consisting of six teams, and two consisting of four teams each. The Western Conference will have three groups each consisting all of four teams. The tournament will allow teams five substitutions a game and feature video review. So usually uh, FIFA rules, they allow only three subs a game. Uh, and when the Bundesliga returned, they asked if they could go to five subs a game. FIFA said, sure. And so I guess they're spreading this all across every league that's kind of run under and by FIFA in some way, shape or form. So they're going to continue that rule and we'll future review. review, That's good. At least it's not like the MLB where they said we're taking away video review for the umpires. Um, and also teams will be able to dress up to 24 players for each match. Uh, matches tied at the end of the regulation in the knockout phase will head straight to a penalty shootout. Like they will hold on. Does that mean that after 90 minutes plus the added time, well, they will go straight penalty. Whoa, that's weird. I could be wrong there. I don't know if they're talking about extra time. It doesn't say extra time here. It says regulation time. But that will be interesting as well. Uh, so it'll just be like straight up into a shootout. If that, That's like hockey. After they've done 60 minutes of play, they're just going to go right into a shootout. Players, coaches, and officials on the bench or, tec- or technical area are required to wear masks and practice social distancing to the extent possible uh, during matches. Players involved in the game are to be asked not to exchange jerseys or kiss the ball. Um, for those who are not, you know, not really keen on soccer, who have not really watched all the soccer, uh, yes, teams, players like the exchange jersey. Sometimes, um, I saw this feature at, at halftime during I was watching a Bundesliga game, and a coach asked for uh, uh, the the, uh, the Bayern Munich's goalie's Neuer, Neuer's jersey because his son liked just he he thought he was a great player, and he said sure. But this was like a while back, so this was on like just now. Obviously. So yes, there, there is cases to where jerseys are exchanged after games. And also, you know, some players have the ritual of kissing the ball for good luck. Uh, You know, I know this is not a soccer example, but in basketball, it's kind of the same way, you know, uh, before tip off uh, coaches or not the coaches, the refs have the ball in their hand, you know, just waiting for the, you know, players to get ready. And some players come over, you know, you know, grab the ball, bounce, you know, practice the, you know, how the bounce is on the ball. And, you know, sometimes I think Serge Ibaka kisses the ball sometimes. So, yeah, so they don't want that really happening. So it's not really matter. Now, practice social distancing to the extent possible. If you've been watching the Bundesliga, uh, that really is not really the case. Uh, when the players walk out onto the pitch, they're mostly all clumped together. Besides, the two teams are different, though. The two teams go in one of the – when. They, well, no, it's kind of it, – it is really kind of loosely, that rule, in the Bundesliga, because when, team come, when teams come out, they come out one at a time. But when they go in for half and they go in for the end of the game, they really just go in at the same time, which could be obvious, Obviously, that's not just that's not how social distancing works. And even on the bench, we see coaches, you know, close together. You know, they're they're kind of, they like they might be close to the players. They might be just rubbing up against the players, you know, just telling them something, or or even like they're fist pumping, you know. So it, in the Bundesliga, that rule is kind of loose. But, uh, you know, we'll see how this goes for the MLS. I don't like, well, maybe if what if it happens, what will they do? Right. Will they find the players? You know, how will that all work out? Usually it's just a warning. Uh, uh, It might be just a warning. I don't know. Uh, Actually, two Dortmund players, I think uh, this past week weekend went to go get their haircuts. They apparently did not have their mask on. They got in trouble. They got fined by, I think it was. I don't know if it was the team or the league, but they got fined. So it will all. Just, so it depends on the, the severity of it. You know, if you accidentally, you know, obviously the Jersey Exchange. I feel like that the players will have that. But you know, if you accidentally kiss the ball, you know, it's not that problematic. Or like it, it will, in some ways, yes, it is. But you know, if you accidentally do it and like the league says, did you mean to? And you're like, you know, I just got just kind of went over in my head. Okay, yeah, okay. You know what I mean by that, but. I'm sure, you know, the players will probably be told about this before the games, and it won't be that be a big of a problem. But if it does, depending on the severity of it, it could be maybe a small little fine or just a little warning. So, it, but don't be, don't be like, don't be like, I wouldn't be too concerned about that at all. And finally, players considered to be in, in, in a high risk category for severe illness related to COVID-19 will not be permitted to take part in the tournament unless cleared by the club's chief medical officer. So... And that's just, that's just you know, that's just MLS being consistent with all the other leagues because that's the same thing they're saying. So let's get down now to the, the 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 key dates, basically. So obviously, like I said, June 24th, the teams will be uh, starting to arrive in Florida, uh, probably at Orlando International Airport. I mean, there is actually, for those who don't know, and, who, uh, and I didn't know this for a while until I just kind of read about it a few, maybe a month ago or a few weeks ago, Disney World actually used to have its own little runway, mostly went used for, um, you know, when Walt wanted to come to, you know, survey the site, uh, or even, you know, if if someone uh, of like high priority or whatnot, like the president would come and visit, they might they would actually sometimes land at this little airport strip. Now it has not been used for a long, long time, so who knows what. the the strip looks like now the air the you know the 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 part of the 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 takeoff and land landing strip who who knows what that looks like but would the teams use that i mean it would be kind of tough because their planes would have to stay grounded after that but who knows they might they might use that i don't know um but if if they probably won't use that because it has not been used for a while and who knows what it looks like now but they're probably they'll probably enter They'll probably land at Orlando International, take a charter. I'm still, I still want to know if it will be the Disney transportation system. Um, once again, here here comes my Disney knowledge. If you're not if you don't have a rental car, you have the option when you when you uh you know when you book a Disney trip to take the Disney Magical Express, which is a bus that takes you from the airport right to your resort. Um, and usually most of the time they take your bags for you. So obviously the, the, they won't take your bags for the MLS for God's sakes like that. That's just too much. But, and also it's, 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 that's not, it's not all that safe, right? Uh, it's not, you know, but will they take those buses? That's all. That's my question. I just want the, I just this, like, that's it. I just want to know if they're taking those buses to the hotels, but then to the, to the ESPN, Wild World sports complex, are they using the Disney buses? That's, that's all I want to know. Like, cause they're saying, you know, they're taking charter, but, Will it be Greyhound or because they're partnered with Disney? You know, it's not that big of a deal. I just want to know. All right, then. July eighth is going to be the starting date for the MLS is Back tournament. That's when the group stage begins. Also, I forgot to mention again, like I said, tomorrow they'll be drawing the groups. So that's just something to to take note of. Then between the time of July fifteenth, July twenty um, fifth to twenty eighth, that will be the round of sixteen. Those are when those matches will happen. Then just two days later, the 30th to August 1st, uh, just for two days. Let me make sure I get my day straight here. Hang on. No, go about. For three days, sorry, because I forgot July is 31 days. For three days, they'll have the quarterfinals. Then four days later, on August 5th to 6th, you get the semifinals going. And then on August 11th, they will have the final for the MLS is back tournament. So. There you go. I I don't know if I predicted this. I, I I forget if I ever said this in one of the episodes, but I said that if there's any sport to come back, I'm pretty sure I said this. I've said it before to someone. I don't know if I said it on the podcast. I said if any sport was to come back, first it would be soccer. It's the easiest and it can be done. So there you go. And I and I was right by saying that because I I knew it. I knew they were close, and I knew when they signed when they when they you know agreed to the concessions and they fixed their CBA. This was going to be a go. So, listen. Uh, for those who you know don't watch soccer, you know, obviously, and like I, I like watching the MLS. Obviously, it's not the same as watching you know Bundesliga or the Premier League or you know all that. Like it's 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 you know I'm not like I'm not saying it's 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 better than it's, that. Soccer is better than what you find in Europe. But I'm just saying, if you want to watch just like a nice soccer and you don't really want to get up at you know eight in the morning and you're watching the bundesliga you could just go in the evening and watch the mls because i'm going to tell you i mean it's still good soccer to watch trust me um you know it's it, it's different than what you would find you know obviously I've, I've watched tfc in the past and you know now i'm watching uh, the bundesliga and Bayern munich mostly and the, the styles of soccer are completely different i'll tell you that much but it's still fun soccer to watch or if you want to be a soccer fanatic out of the out of left field, you could get up, watch Bundesliga's game, or you know, if it, if it, if the, the the match days fall on Saturday, you could watch Bundesliga at nine thirty, then twelve, then two, and then like they said, depending on the timing, you could just watch the MLS later, or or like I said in the evening, there you go, you get a whole day of soccer. Uh, you know, maybe someone who doesn't really want to watch soccer maybe <laughs> that's maybe not their top preference for what they want to watch all day but hey you get sports so be quiet about it um yeah so listen i'm excited i'll be watching for sure uh you know watching tfc try and make a run here uh but it's going to be very interesting to see cuz this is just going to be like trying to do a nice uh, like a like just a little world cup like i said uh it's going to be like kind of like a world cup style tournament and it's going to be very interesting to see Cause you could see a bad team just, you know, go go like do pretty good in these tournaments. Not really. Yet. That's kind of that's kind of a lie. That's my bad. But you never know, right? These tournaments, you never know. Uh but hey, MLS is coming back, like I said, and be excited about it. Uh so, so yeah. So when we come back after this little tiny little pause, I'm gonna rip the MLB again. Uh, because uh there has there the ping pong match is still going on. So we'll be right back with uh, the crucifixion of the MLB. Was using the word crucifixion to talk about the MLB was that kind of too harsh? I don't know, but <sighs> listen, the MLB and the MLBPA right now are playing like I've said it enough—a ping pong match. It's like. It's like you can't. It's it's like you, it's like playing the first level of Wii Sports Resort ping pong, but for some reason you're they're just it's just too you're, you're it's 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 like you can't you 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 just keep rallying with the first level, which is so stupid because it's just it doesn't make sense of how you can't beat the person, because they're the, it's like the easiest level and you're not winning and you're just you're just rallying with them the entire time. This is what it feels like. So let's get into it. There's a source from the Associated Press. And after the MLB said, we're going to play, pay you prorated, play around 50 games, MLBPA said, no, 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 no. We're playing... We, we're going to counter you. We're going to hit... You know, keep this rally going with 89 game season. Like, what is... It, like... <sighs> just play baseball for God. Like, just shut up. Play the game. Like... Stop, quit your whining about getting paid, man. Like, honestly, it's so stupid. All right, let's keep going here. Baseball players moved toward teams but remained far apart economically in their latest proposal for starting the pandemic-delayed season. Adamant they received full prorated salaries while offering to cut the regular season to 89 games. The proposal by the Players Association was given to the MLB electronically Tuesdays Tuesday evening, without negoti without a negotiating session, was detailed to the Associated Press uh, by a pair of people familiar with the uh, negotiations. The MLB did not appear to view the proposal as productive, but made no comment. The MLB has said that absent an agreement, it will go ahead with a shorter schedule of perhaps fifty games. Players made their move one day after management cut its proposed schedule from 82 games to 76. The union proposed the regular season would start on July 10th, that is a month from now, and then October 11th, the day before the possible Game 7 of the NBA Finals, if if that were to happen. The union accepted MLB's plans to expand the postseason from 10 teams to as many as 16. However, if management announces a schedule without an agreement, it will not be able to alter the established postseason format. The players' plan would have the World Series end in mid to late November, and and players said they would accept MLB's proposal to have the ability to shift postseason games to neutral sites. Teams say they fear a second wave of the coronavirus, uh, and they do not want to extend the World Series past October. Deputy Commissioner Dan Halem told the union a 76-game schedule could not be staged unless players agreed to the deal by Wednesday. Today. Players continue to insist on pro on full prorated salaries as specified in the March 26th agreement between the perpetua- perpetuality feuding sides. The deal gave players service time in the event of no games being played this year along with a $170 million salary advance. MLB says that because the season likely uh, would be played in empty ballparks without fans, the, the absence of gate-related revenue would lead to a loss of $640,000. For each additional game played, a figure of the union questions. MLB's proposal would guarantee players fifty percent of, of pro rate salaries and another twenty percent if the postseason is completed, and teams would fund a fifty million dollar uh, pool for players for players' postseason shares if if no or few tickets are or are, are, are sold. MLB would also f- forgive twenty percent of salary advance. Oh boy, this is just a mess, man. I'm telling you, Doug. I'm ah, uh, oh, I like. It, it's so funny because apparently all the other leagues are getting the salaries right. So what's the matter that the fact that you know the MLB is having this problem? You know what I mean? Like the MLS figured something out, although we don't know the details. You know, the, the NBA. What's going on there? Uh, the NBA figured something out. Are they paying their players full? You know, what, what's all that about? But they figured something out. All these teams that are said, they're coming back, we have our dates, or we have somewhat of an idea we're coming back. They have their, they have had how they're going to pay their players figured out. The MLB is just stuck on how are we going to pay our players? And apparently, that question cannot be answered for some reason. It's it, this is absolutely like they're not gonna play. I'm not even done this article. They're not gonna play, man. If this goes on into August, if we still have to wait. I'm no, I'm serious. No, no, not even August. No. If we have if they don't have anything at midway through July, after the second week of July, if they have nothing, they're not playing a game. They're not going to play this year. Cuz how are you going to fit those games into August? Cuz obviously you can't just have them playing right away, right? So you're going to start in August. So you got August and September. That's around 61 days, 60 days of games that you could play. I mean, yes, you could go into October, maybe into November. So that like just so that's a minimum 60 days that you could play. So, how many games are you going to play? Like, 40? Like, you can't... Like, you could do 15 and give them 10 days of rest. Because, obviously, you're not going to have an all-star break. But, like... Come on now. Like, if you don't have anything by July, the midway through July, you might as well just not even play. Like, it's so stupid, man. Just, like... How have these people, how have they not figured this out? Like, like, obviously we know the, like, there's no way, there's no way. Like, the, most of, most of the teams get no fans. Like, the only reason why these stadiums are so empty is that because they're, the MLB stadiums are built for playoffs. Is that just me who 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 sees that? Like you see all these games now being played, they have 20,000 fans and but 20,000 fans but the stadium holds like 40,000, 50,000. Like it doesn't make sense to me about why these Ugh, this is making me mad. Like there is no way they're losing that much off of ticket revenue. Honestly, to me, MLB revenues, I feel like from TV and merchandise. I would love to see what their ticket revenue is over the last few years. Because there's no way you could tell me that the MLB's ticket revenue has gone up within the past five years. Tell me where their ticket revenue has gone up. I'm being very honest with you that the... the. Me, just me personally, I could I could already see the two years the Blue Jays were good. They probably got, the, the, those were the two highest years they've had in, in maybe a while. Because Canada, because people started showing up to Blue Jays games. Now, it's it's just gone kind of, it, you know, it's still kind of there, but it's gone back to normal. You know, stadium's not packed. Listen, I've been to Blue Jays games. I went to a game in 2016. Packed. Stadium was packed. I go last summer. Their seats open. So you're telling me that you are losing that much money off of ticket revenue. I mean, yes, they play every game. And yes, there are teams that do fill up the stands. But those are the only teams that make the playoffs. Let's be, come on. Let's be really honest here. Fans don't show up. You don't get a packed house unless you know you're in the playoffs. If you know you're a playoff team. LA Dodgers, yes, go ahead. Yankees, go ahead. You guys are playoff teams. Go ahead. You think the Blue Jays are going to get a packed house every night because they're fourth in the AL? No. And look at even Tampa. Heck, my argument for that is very, not even valid because look at Tampa. They couldn't even sell out a playoff game, for God's sakes. So you're telling me your ticket revenue is literally, you know, you're, you're, you're like, I could be wrong. Who knows? But I don't agree with that about how they have to do this pro rated salary because they're not getting their ticket revenue and their stadium revenue. The NHL, yes, there are some teams like Ottawa and Florida who don't get fans. Yes, I know that, but you are telling me that somehow the N- M- 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 MLB is losing more money from ticket revenue. Yes, I know they play more games. Or no? How about no? No, just get it. So you're telling me they're they're they're, they're mad because they're not going to get money from tickets when yes, they play every day and all that, but. Some stadiums don't even fill 50%. Like, I'm I'm just so lost about that. That doesn't make sense to me. That is why you guys can't figure something out? Like, come on. All right, let's continue. I still have a whole page here to go. Players have been set to earn about $4 billion in salaries this year before opening day was pushed back for March 26th due to the coronavirus. And the union's initial economic proposal on May 31st called for a 114 game schedule running through October uh, and salaries totaling $2.8 billion. The shorter schedule in the new plan lowered the amount to about $2.2 billion. The MLB's offer Monday was just for under $1.3 billion in salaries, but only about $1 billion would be guaranteed. The rest is contingent on the postseason's completion. So Mike Trout and Garrett Cole, the highest-paid players with $36 million salaries, will get $19, 000, $19 million dollars, uh, 19 million seven hundred and seventy seven uh hold on uh million, seven, what the heck is wrong with me today. Nineteen million seven hundred and seventy seven thousand dollars each under the union's plan. The MLB offered would guarantee them eight million seven hundred and twenty-three thousand with a chance to increase it to twelve million one hundred and ninety thousand apiece if the postseason is completed. A player that has a player at the at the one uh, five hundred sixty three thousand minimum will earn about three three thousand um, three hundred nine thousand. What's wrong with me today? I'm so lost now. I am so mad. I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna. You know, what? I don't care about this. I don't care. So let's move on. A fifty game schedule with prorated salaries will just total over one point two billion and leave Trout and Cole at eleven million, and then. each. The players proposed uh, that $5 million from joint management union funds will be marketed towards supporting non-union minor league players and social causes. The players would agree to participate in such events as an off-season all-star game and or a home run derby and to broadcast enhancements such as wearing microphones during games. The union did not accept management's offer to suspend free agent compensation this off-season which would eliminate the qualifying offers that That caused some teams to decline to pursue players. MLB accept players accepted MLB's proposal that high-risk players would could opt out of the season while receiving salary and service time, but that other players who opt out would not receive salary and service time. So this once again, you know, I could hear, you know, you know, I could hear the ball going off one of the paddles, hitting the table, coming back, same, same noise. The ping-pong match never ends. This ping pong match is not gonna end. They like honestly, you could throw out there, you could throw out there a a two hundred game schedule for God's sakes, but yet they would not accept it because they, they just don't care about the Like next thing you know, the Animal Beach is gonna say "pig on a roof," let's go. Like I said, two hundred game schedule, and then not pay you at all because that's what's just gonna that's how dumb this is that's how dumb this is they're just throwing some they're at a round table here discussing this they're saying what can we do now they're offering us what the hell was this even offer i'm am so mad now a9 game oh okay so they just offered a9 game what are we going to do 200 games we're not going to pay him at all great let's send it to him right now and i i'm not I, i'm very serious this sounds like you're just copy and pasting this garbage like they're taking their same proposal as they sent last time and then just switching out games and salary. That's it. That's what this garbage is. Like do something. Sit for for a week. Sit for a week and figure something out. Figure something out that would actually make the MLBPA smile. Or maybe think about saying yes to it. They're just sending out garbage every four days. There's a new proposal sent out, and there's just nothing to it. Yes, the players want to be played, but pay- so so. There's four leagues that are should be playing right now, or two of them would just be finishing up technically. But they have to play, so four leagues have to play. Three of them have figured their their they they. Three of them have figured their stuff out. I want to swear. I can't. They figured their stuff out. But this league, who out of all the leagues, I think gets the most money, has not figured their crap out. They they don't know what they're doing. They're just throwing out these proposals every three days, thinking that some, some idiot on the other side would just go, that's good. Let's go with that. But they think every the people on the both sides think they're naive. They think they're just gonna say yes to it, but obviously they're not, and it has not worked. Figure your crap out, MLB. And the MLBPA. Like it this it's so it makes me ticked off how you are supposed to be playing right now. You and the MLS are supposed to be playing the NHL and the NBA. They are technically done around this time. They're like their season's over you and the mls and obviously you're the more you're the you're the league that's watched the most out of both of them and you guys don't even have your crap together it pisses me off as a fan of the, of the mlb i'm very sorry this is very making me very ticked off i'm mad now if you couldn't tell take some time take some time like, honestly, like, is this just me or is it like for you guys like you guys like not like see how every like third episode, every second episode, I'm, I'm saying there's a new proposal. But guess what? It's not going to be accepted. Watch me actually just look at my phone for my closing and just say they accept it. I'd be so mad. I'd be so I'd be happy and mad at the same time. But this is just so stupid. It's just so it's all about the money. It's all this. MLB. I'm realizing I know every league's like this, and I know a lot of people are like this, and I know people are just so greedy and all in all this. But this is just making the MLB look like a lot of, you know, degenerate idiots that who just want their money. I know every league's mostly like that. I know league, all leagues are like that, but if you look at all the other leagues that are 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 that are are actually going to play. They're all saying, we want to come back. You know, we, we miss playing the game. Obviously, yes, they want their money. all. they're not saying that. But this is league. MLB is just saying, we we just want to, we just want our money. That's it. They're not saying we want to come. We, we don't care. We just want to come back. No, no. They want their money and then they'll play. So stupid. So stupid. Man. Like. 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 Not only did Robert Manfred, that SOB, say, you know, screw up that Astros crap. That garbage they went through in 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 March, in early February, late February. Not only did he screw that up. He should have taken the ring away and go on with that. So he screwed that up. People are already ticked off with him. And so that, therefore, league loses reputation right there. Boom. That's one thing right there. And now you have this. They don't have their crap together. they I'm. So I'm going to repeat what I said. They don't have their crap together. They're just whip. They're just copying and they're, they're they're deleting and putting in different numbers and all this crap. Like, you think like like I like what I mean by stupid and naive is that they think like you went from saying fifty, we're playing fifty percent. To then So best players will be paid 50%. And then it went from 50% down to, oh, yeah, you're only going to earn 20% of that salary. (laughs) The hell's going on? You think the MLPA is just so stupid and naive? Like, come on, man. Manfred. Get your crap together, man. All right. I'm done. Okay, when we come back, I told you I'm going to crucify the league because this is just stupid to me. When we come back, we're going to talk about the NHL and how they opened up Phase 2. And as well, we'll get into uh, the Bill Masterton nominees and uh, one of the players who I think have the best odds at winning it this year. So we'll be right back after this, and I'll I'll cool down a bit. All right, we're back. I'm in a lighter mood now, I guess. Um, So the NHL. Uh, obviously we know they said on Monday phase two can now open up. And if you didn't know, if you didn't see it at all, uh, there was a picture that was online with five um, Oilers players, just in the, like on the offensive or defensive zone, face-off, you know, face-off circle, just passing the puck around. And, you know, it kind of really signifies saying, Hey, uh, it looks like we're, we're moving forward, you know, with the NHL. Obviously they said, they're not, they're not saying when they're going to start Obviously, we can't do training camps obviously until mid July, um, but this is at least like I said with kind of like the MLS, and I said how they're going to come back. This is one step uh, closer to what you know before they can really start playing. So this is really still big, you know. Um, I saw I saw the title of an uh, uh, article uh, on Sportsnet, and it said uh, the Le- uh, the Flames are actually try- planning to do their training camp in the U.S. So when that training camp uh, phase comes in the fact phase three. uh We'll see what that entails because that could be pretty interesting for a lot of teams. And, I, and depending on where the NHL puts these hub cities, either being in the U.S. or Canada, it could be very interesting to see whether or not Canadian teams will come up or co- go down to the U.S. to do their training camps. Uh, maybe even vice versa for you know uh, northern U American teams. Uh, it's more like kind of New York Islanders, New York Rangers, would they come to Ottawa or, you know, not Ottawa, but would they come into Canada to do their training camps? If, you know, the, a hub city is Toronto or Edmonton or Vancouver, like that would be just pretty interesting to see. Cause that'd be, you know, to me that, that, that uh, it might be smart. It might not be, I don't know who, who knows, but it, it would just be pretty interesting to see if, if teams, if, you know, if that kind of gets recognized by the league, we'll, we'll either the more Canadian teams or more American teams do it based on where the hub cities are. But no, this is, this is big. Obviously we know that, um, you know, they have to, you know, the heat checks when they come in, or sorry, not the heat checks, the temperature checks. That's probably a better, that's a better way to say it. Temperature checks, you know, they also have to hand sanitize, uh, do use hand sanitizers and, you know, use disinfectant before, you know, I think when they enter and when they leave, um, and also, they can't be they can't be, really, they can't be uh, you know you know I wouldn't say as in, as in I'm about to say horseplay, but I'm not meaning like wrestling, but you know they can't be rubbing up against each other, you know you know practicing hitting and all that. If if you would in the NHL, I don't know why you would, but you know just stuff like that. They can't be they can't be doing that. They can't be horsing around. So be, obviously, once I said uh, like I said, uh, you know a step forward here in the NHL and their in 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 their timeline to returning to action uh also i'd like to get out here the um, professional hockey writers association announces the 2020 bill masterton award trophy uh this award is awarded annual annual annually at the nhl awards for the player who exemplifies the qualities of perseverance sportsmanship and dedication to hockey uh last year was won by robin leonard um after his troubles with you know alcohol and then suicide and i think was suicide involved i don't know but mostly it was alcohol and you know all that, and he and he won it. Um, Leonard now I think is he's now with the Blackhawks, right? Now with the Blackhawks, um, you know, last year he's with the Islanders on that kind of playoff run they had when they. Oh, I just threw my pen on the ground when they swept the Pittsburgh Penguins, and then they they then got swept by the Carolina Hurricanes in round two, which then I think the Hurricanes got didn't they get swept by Boston? So it was like a sweeping a timeline there, right? Eh? So a lot, I remember actually like when Boston got uh, swept Carolina in the conference final and they moved on, I was like, geez, Boston's about to get swept in the finals (laughs) by, by St. Louis. But Hey, that's besides the point. So for Canadian teams, mostly uh, Calgary was Mark Giordano. Oilers was Carmick David, Montreal Canadiens, uh, Shea Weber, Toronto had Zach Hyman, Vancouver had Jacob Markstrom, and the Winnipeg Jets had Mark Latestu. The big one here and you know a lot of this could be biased but I don't know but the Ottawa Sanders the, the, the nominated player was Bobby Ryan and and and, and um he along with Jay bowhmmeer and uh uh Lynn Lin, Lin, is it Lyn or Limo I, I don't I, I can't remember from the Flyers um I think those are the big three that will probably be nominated for sure but to be honest I think Bobby Ryan has the best chance at winning it completely is it it's it's Lynn Blom right I think it's Lynn Blom not Lim because Lynn Holm plays for Calgary Lynn, Lynn Blom you know he had cancer he got cancer you know at the start of the year but to be honest with you like this award to me is is mostly for someone who you know who who's had trouble in the past and comes back and plays. Uh Lynn Lindblom and Boemester, you know Boemester had that, you know, uh was it like a was he had like a little seizure or something he had an episode sorry episode he had, he had an episode on the bench but those two never kind of returned to hockey. He, they never returned to playing yet. Um, Bobby Ryan, you know, at the start of the year, played. You know, he 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 sat out for the st- after a few games because, and he went into the NHL's assist program uh, with because he had problems with alcohol and all that. And and you know, Bobby, you know, he had that great, fantastic, you know, he had the great, fantastic playoff run in 2017 uh you know as as a sens fan who's who's watched bobby ryan for a while now since he's been on the team um you know honestly that 2017 playoff was a big you know i wouldn't say home camp, not homecoming it you know it was coming it was like a little party for him like, coming out of the closet now okay i like you know what i mean like it, it was a big moment for him because you know in the years past you know bobby Ryan's seven million dollars contract he hasn't been he wasn't really playing up to that form and in 2017 that playoff run you know all that offense that he's he was not able to produce just showed up and i'm telling you he was a big part in that playoff run uh, uh most notably scoring uh you know the game one overtime winner against pittsburgh scoring that uh tying goal in game six on the power play um you know, he scored the first goal against the Bruins. He also scored overtime against the Bruins, you know, stuff just like that. And so, you know, he had a big part of that playoff series. And, you know, he showed stuff that we, as sense heads we rarely saw. Uh, obviously, we knew he had the great dangles and all that. Like he scored against LA, uh, I think it was 2015 or something. He scored a nice goal like that. Like just stuff like that. But we never saw that from him a lot. And, you know, I, I, and, you know, he went, he went away for the year and then he comes back against Vancouver. I had the opportunity and I guess the best luck to be there that night for when he scored a hat-trick against the Vancouver Canucks. And my God, uh, was it just, you know, lots of emotion that night. Um, I know from myself, I was, I was, you know, pretty happy for Bobby because, you know, he, he, you know, for what he, you know, obviously he knows, I, I wonder if he knows, I don't know if he knows, but, he, you know, obviously he's taken a lot of slack from the fans and a lot of the media for not being the guy of playing up to that $7 million, you know, potential. And you know what, honestly, that's, I feel like that is one of the things he's had problems why it might've led him to Because because he, he's up the $7 million contract and he's not, he, you know, he just, he's, he takes a lot of slack from the media out here, uh. you know, and even the fans for, you know, $7 million, you know, like this guy's trash. But you know what? Just to come out that one night, score that hat trick—it was just oh my! It was just such a wonderful night, and uh, it was just—it was just amazing to you know see him come back and uh, do that. Uh, but I feel like Bobby Ryan has the best chance at winning the Bill Masterson Award. Award. Uh, I th- um this for this year's NHL awards. Whenever that happens, didn't uh, I think also Craig Anderson won it. Uh, In 2017, he won it in 2017, I think Craig Anderson did, uh, obviously because, um, you know, his wife, Nicole, went with cancer. She came down with cancer, and he had to spend a few nights away. And, you know, know, maybe it's just luck for the Ottawa Senators, you know, if you come back from something like that. uh, You know, Bobby got his hat trick, and the first night Craig Anderson came back, uh, you know, after, you know, staying with Nicole for a bit, uh, he got a shutout in Edmonton, and that was just such an emotional game as well. So, you know, maybe that's just, but you know what, I feel like to me personally, I think Bobby has the best chance at winning the Bill Masters and just based off of that. All right. When we come back, we got a final segment of today's episode. I'm going to talk about uh, the NFL's memo uh, they sent to every team for a, a planner of how a total reopening of all the facilities will happen. So we'll be right back with that. All right, so last segment of today's episode, you know, we've been up and down in this episode for sure. Uh, you could say that a few more times. Uh, but final segment today is just going to be about the NFL. Once again, NFL is the last segment of every episode, I think it's been for the last three. Um, and it's it, it's the NFL, uh, they give the teams a planner for total reopening of facilities, and this is how it goes. The NFL and the Players Union sent a planner to the 32 teams Monday outlining procedures for the forward reopening of their practice facilities, which were closed because of the coronavirus. In a lengthy four-part memo to the clubs written by Commissioner Roger Goodell and approved by the NFL Players Association, the league described protocols on focusing screening, testing, and infection prevention and treatment for COVID-19, including response for new infections. Uh, Also included were instructions on proper facility access, cleaning, and disinfecting, physical distancing, hygiene, health education, and medical services, food food preparation supplies and team travel obviously we know teams are now not going to be able to leave their their hometown their home city to go to training camps and as we know a lot of teams you know have that tradition of doing that but that cannot happen so this is kind of why they sent this out you know how will they be able to run this uh and also, so a lot of the stuff I'm about to read here is going to be kind of really what we read for a lot of leagues opening up again, like the MLS and even the NHL in phase two, you know, the NBA opening up their training facilities. So it'll kind of be mostly the same, but we'll get into, we'll see how this goes. No time table has been set for the return of most players to the team complexes. Only players rehabilitating injuries have been allowed to enter the buildings, but this is the next major step towards allowing players back into club facilities. Goodell ordered all facilities closed in late March, and the league has taken small steps toward reopening them. Last week, coaching staffs were approved to return, but only if the local government rules allow it. I saw my man Anthony Lynn, Chargers head coach, was allowed. Uh, he was rolling in there with some of his uh, stuff that he has brought home, and uh, so now he's back in the office. Goodell noted that protocols for full team return were developed in consultation with set- with the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. Duke's infectious... Duke's Infection Control Network, and other universities. No set of protocols can eliminate the risk of contracted COVID-19, nor ensure that the disease itself will be mild, Goodell wrote in the memo, which was obtained by the Associated Press. And we would like to expect that these protocols will change as medical and scientific knowledge of the disease continues to grow. But we believe, along with the NFLPA, that these protocols offer a sound basis for bringing players back into the facilities and moving forward with our planning for the 2020 season. Train camps are scheduled to begin in late July, with the first with the first preseason season game being the Dallas Cowboys versus the Pittsburgh Steelers, which was the Hall of Fame game, uh, which is set on August sixth. The NFL plans to kick off the regular season in Cincinnati, uh, not Cincinnati, Kansas City, on September tenth. Did I just get a text? I didn't. Whoops. So a tiered approach will be used within team facilities and must be presented to the league for approval at least seven days before the reporting date for training camp players, most coaches, trainers, physicians, and team equipment and, and the head equipment manager. Anyone who must have direct access to the players will be in tier one with a maximum of 60 with a maximum of 60. In addition to the players, they will have access to such restricted areas as field sideline locker rooms, training rooms, medical exam areas, meeting rooms, and weight rooms. Obviously, we know right now, like I said, only teams that are in rehab or players that are in rehab are allowed back. So it's really just kind of like the medical rooms, uh, training, tra- um, and, and we know that, uh, you know, uh, the weight rooms are not open. So it's just really it, the players, you know what I mean. So rooms are not really all that open. The second tier will consist of ownership representatives, fa- facility staff, additional coaches and equipment personnel, the general manager and football operations employees club communication staffs, security personnel, and certain NFL and NFLPA staff as needed. They'll have limited access to restricted areas. All those people must undergo daily screening and testing before entering the complex. In the third tier will be personnel who perform essential essential facility, stadium, or event services, but do not require close contact with Tier 1 individuals. Everyone inside the facility must wear surgical masks that will have to be replaced daily or cloth masks that will be washed daily. Players are, are exempted only when such only when such masks would be interfered with performance. So that's usually just on field stuff. A separate entrance to the facility for tier one and tier two members is required. Uh, if not available, a designated time for use of a single entrance is mandated, and that entrance must be cleaned and disinfected before it before and after use. Physical distancing is another major challenge. To keep players up to six feet or two meters apart requires redesigning every everything from locker uh, meeting and wait rooms uh, to cafeterias enhanced cleaning and disinfecting procedures will be mandatory the NFL and the NFLPA protocol protocol suggests continued virtual meetings whenever possible uh, and among taboos in the protocols is sharing drink bottles and towels and buffet style meals so uh what did we read I think it was on Friday that you know a lot of the places will and uh, you know uh, I think it was the NBA will have to use you know uh, you know, packaged meals. They're not going to have that buffet-style dining. They'll have, you know, packaged stuff. Clubs will be required to certify that they have made the arrangements necessary to meet their obligations under these protocols, Gidell wrote, and in certain instances to provide the details of those arrangements to be reviewed and confirmed by the jointly retained infectious disease experts at Duke University. Gidell promised more information and protocols related to testing and treatment of anyone who tests positives or shows symptoms of the coronavirus, And he said that these protocols are similarly being developed by joint medical task forces and will reflect the most up-to-date developments in testing and treatment. So basically, saying, you know, we'll hear more about the NFL sometime soon, but most of it will just be a lot of this stuff, like updates and you know more memos about how their testing is going. And you know, you know, when we hear more about the NFL, probably be like which teams uh, put their put their uh, approvals in or they're sorry not their approval you know what i mean like if they're if if they're um if they're oh geez i forget the word son come on man uh, what did they say here um come on now oh my god you know what i mean like they'll have to be um you know if their proposal, that's what I meant. Like if the team, uh, the, most of the stuff we'll just hear is if the team's proposal got accepted or, you know, what teams did all that. But honestly, we've had a good day today. I'm not, I'm not going to be too, you know, pissy about it. But anyways, when we come back, we got our closing. And we're going to see what I missed. Apparently Bayern Munich's playing right now. I didn't know that. And, but I don't think it was on Sportsnet, So I couldn't really watch it. It's their the German, the German Cup. I might, I might, depending if the game's over or not. I don't think it is, but I'll say if it is. But I don't know. So when we come back, we'll do that. We'll do what I missed and closing. So we'll see you guys just after this. All right. So just to finish up this episode, uh, you know, I just put, I just got a little two things that I missed in this episode. Uh, Number one. Is that tonight? We'll host. It will be the NF, MB, M, MFL. Jesus, MLB draft. Um, this year they have changed. I don't know how many rounds they had before, but I think it was like ten plus rounds. Uh, this year they're only they're only dropping it to five rounds per team. So it'll be pretty interesting to see how teams draft their players. And you know this actually has some backlash. I I found some articles before I could have done on the MB, MLB draft. I never really did that though, but uh, this could hurt a lot of players, you know, futures, uh, a lot of star players that might be taken in those later rounds. We'll see how that, you know, affects it. Uh, also, Bayern Munich played today. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't know that, but it was the German cup and I don't think it was on Sportsnet. but they won, they beat um, Frankfurt and they will play uh, Leverkusen in the finals. Uh, uh, you know, this uh on July 4th at the Olympia stadion in Berlin um, with a goal by Robert Lewandowski and, you know, late uh, to take the lead um, and Robert Lewandowski, man, just a, what a great player he is. Um, you know, he's going for that record, but um, man, I, I just like, I just love watching Bayern Munich. All right. So that's all I have for today's episode. I like to thank all you for listening here, uh, whether you're on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Castbox, Breaker, or even here on Anchor. If you want to listen here on Anchor, if you know if that's what you want to do, you could go on. You could find the main site of this podcast at Anchor.fm forward slash Podcast Sports Talk. Uh, if you want to follow me, Adam Zucala on Twitter, it you just put at Adam underscore Zucala in your search bar. That's Z U C C A L A. Uh, and you, you could follow me on Twitter. You, I'm, you know, I'm retweeting stuff. Like I said, I kind of want to start tweeting out my own stuff. I haven't really gotten around to that yet, but sooner or later it will happen. All right. So I like thank you guys all once again for listening to this episode, uh, number 18. I'll be back Friday for another one and I'll see you guys all then. Thank you. Stay safe, stay healthy, stay indoors, um, wash your hands, do whatever you can do to stay, um, clean, whatever. I don't know. All right. I'll see you guys on Friday. Peace.